Hello and welcome to the Northern Grower podcast. My name is Erin and I am a gardener, grower, teacher and homesteader here in Northern Alberta, Canada and I garden in Zone 3. This podcast is a place to share tips, tricks and all around interesting information on gardening and homesteading with a focus on Northern climates. But all types of gardeners from all sorts of places and all stages of their gardening journey are welcome here. Thank you for joining me. Hello and happy midsummer, or I'm a little late to midsummer, but I hope you have and have had a happy and blessed midsummer nonetheless. I am back after a few weeks of the hecticness and busyness of finishing off the school year, as I am also a teacher, but as I'm sure all parents, caregivers, and educational workers understand this feeling all too well. We made it to the end of the school year. We are here. It's summer. We need to give ourselves a well-deserved pat on the back. I also have more time now to work on the podcast, which I am very happy and excited about. So do expect some more episodes and recordings to be coming your way. So today's episode is going to focus on the event that everyone is talking about right now. Um, It's kind of finished for our end, but I thought it was still a really valuable episode to put up because I thought, well, it's still going to be quite a warm summer and I'm sure we are going to get more heat waves now and in the future. So we are doing an episode on heat waves, gardening in the heat waves. So if you live across Western Canada, the prairies, the Northwest US and Midwest or anywhere else in the world that is experiencing that really wild heat wave we just had, then, or you are going through a heat wave right now, then this episode is for you. It's just a short bite-sized episode on some tips to help your garden through the heat wave. I think the term that is getting used or right now to describe it was historic unprecedented heat wave. Um, It's obviously had a lot of devastating effects here in Canada. I'm in Alberta, but BC did get the weather quite a bit worse than us. We were hitting temperatures of 40 degrees here where I was. Daytime highs um, in BC, I saw that Lytton in BC broke the record a couple of days ago for, I believe it was 49.6 degrees Celsius, which is just so wild here to think about it getting that hot. And unfortunately with that also, I spent a little bit of time reflecting today that along with these heat waves and these high temperatures, BC is also getting quite devastating wildfires right now. And what's really, really unfortunate is that the town of Lytton that just recorded, or the village, I I should say, the village that just recorded that wild high temperature, they, I found out yesterday that the village has also been like 80% destroyed in a wildfire, in a wildfire. So that's really devastating. Um, and BC is getting pretty hammered right now with those wildfires. So um, 
thinking about them all over there. And I know even today in Alberta, we're supposed to get some pretty crazy thunderstorms. So I'm really hoping that, you know, the lightning strikes don't start, don't start anything over here as well. I know in the, in a kind of weird way, we want to welcome, I want to welcome that rain and that cool air that those thunderstorms will bring, but also the lightning strikes are kind of worrying. Um, I think today is actually, I would say usually tornadoes. I think I saw on the modeling forecast that actually the tornado risk is fairly low today. So, but you know, devastating weather all around for everyone. So, you know what, um, but as devastating as that is as well, what I have also been seeing on the internet on forums such as Reddit is much like in winter where us northerners were sharing tips and information to get through um, these cold weather like in Texas this year they had those unprecedented uh, that unprecedented cold weather and I saw lots of northerners and Canadians were sharing tips and information to help them get through it. Um, I found now that I've been connecting with people from like the southern states who have also been now sharing information with me and how how to cool your house off during the day in a heat wave, how to keep, help keep your garden cool during the heat wave and how to help your livestock and pets. So it's uh, that in a way has been kind of a, a lovely connection as well for me to have um, to have that kind of sharing of information. And I guess in a way, the Internet is fantastic for that for that for that tool to share information with. So right on to the podcast today, and I'm just going to share some hints and tips for helping your garden get through a heat wave, or if you're still in the heat wave. We are, pra we are practicing, we did practice these here, and honestly, our garden is looking very well, which I'm very thankful for. And um, yeah, and actually, our garden kind of thrived in these temperatures a bit. Um but these methods are all, essentially these methods I'm going to share with you are all about helping retain water and moisture and just reducing stress on plants. And basically when it is that, when it, we kind of get these heat wave snaps, the plants sort of go into a bit of an energy conservation mode. And so you're wanting to garden in a way that is just helping them conserve and preserve their water sources. So they're just kind of going a bit sleepy, basically, and they're just kind of going a little bit sleepy and just trying to get through the few days as well. So let's get started. The first tip is to, if you can, provide shade or and or moving containers into shade. So I do have a container herbal garden um, out of my deck here, and I... And I also have some other container plants, like I do container peas and tomatoes as well for our garden. And moving them out of the direct sunlight, off the deck, into the shade, I think has helped them just look a little better during the day. So we moved our containers into shadier areas. You can also provide shade. Um, so you can provide shade by getting shade cloth. And shade cloth will... It specifically blocks out certain amounts of sunlight. So you can get cloth that will block out like 30, it will say on the cloth if it blocks out like 30, 40, 50% and so on of the sunlight. 
So what you're wanting to do by using that shade cloth, it is a really great tool. Um, but we also lucky we have quite uh, good trees as well. And we were able to provide sh shade as well with our uh, the way we've organized our garden and our trees. And um, but shade cloth is a really great option as well. If you are, say, out in the open, you don't have much options for shade. Definitely invest in some shade cloth if you're worried about your plants in a heat wave. Um, but shade is just what you're doing is it's another way of keeping the soil out of direct sunlight. So you're therefore reducing the temperature of the soil and preventing it from getting um, too hot. Okay, so you're reducing the temperature of the soil, you're keeping helping to keep the soil cool. And you're also reducing the amount of sunlight um, getting to the soil and to the plants as well. So you're reducing that evaporation of water. So by keeping the soil temperature cool, and then you're also reducing that evaporation, you're allowing your plants to just conserve that water a bit more. You're making those water stores just last that little bit longer, okay? And shade cloth can reduce the amount of sunlight getting to your plants or of course in the shade, but it can reduce plant growth a little bit, but at the same time, it reduces stress on the plant. So if we're getting like these short bursts of heat waves, I was not focusing on getting those plants to grow. It's not about growth. It's just about conserving them. So um, the shade, putting them in the shade is a really great option and a really good tip as well to reduce that stress on your plants. The next tip is watering. So we get up in the early morning and soak, soak, soak. So you want to allow the water to go deep into the soil. Okay, so you want to just get up early when it's still cool, when that sunlight is as lower. I know in the summer here, we don't get too dark, but the sun is still fairly low in the sky, not as intense and it's not as direct. So there is time to really allow that water to get into the soil and be soaked up by the plants. I think a lot of people I know, especially when I started gar gardening, I thought you can water in the middle of the day because you'd like fry or burn your plants. But really, it's because you actually just it's a waste of water. You risk losing quite a bit of the water to evaporation. If you water in the middle of the day when it's hot, that sun is intense and direct. You actually just it's just a waste of water. So giving your beds a long, good soak in the early mornings will allow that water to really seep into the soil and get into those roots as well. Also, mulching. Mulching is really helpful. Um, we mulch with straw a lot. A lot of our beds are mulched with straw actually. And a nice, just deep, light mulch, such as straw, will help provide, again, that soil cover. So you have less evaporation of moisture and the soil will retain water for a bit longer. You're also keeping, again, that temperature of the soil lower. So it's providing a nice cover for the soil. We have been applying a bit more mulch than we typically would just to be proactive against that heat wave. We actually went out and did a lot more mulching. Um, and so, for example, at the start of the heat wave, I went out and mulched the beds and we gave them a long, deep soak in the mornings. And I can check, go out there in the middle of the day, or I think you're here, our hottest time of the day gets to around three. And 
those, uh, if you lift, I check underneath the mulch, I lift the bottom of that stirrup just to see what is going on underneath there. And it might be like 38, 39, 40 degrees. But the bottom, when I lifted that mulch up to look at the soil, it was still damp, cool and moist. So mulching, has, I think, has been really great for our garden beds in this heat wave. So it was kind of really cool to see that. And lastly, just garden gently and mindfully. Hold off on anything that might stress your plants. So this includes not transplanting, not pruning, not fertilizing. You want to really reduce the efforts the plant has to put into growing and how much effort it has to put into combating stress, right? You want to just ha not have that plant direct a lot of efforts and energy into growth, into any dealing with any stresses it has to face. So just be very gentle, basically, to our garden. We did not do much to our garden. We did not push any, like, growth. I didn't really care about pruning. We didn't, uh, we didn't do any transplanting. Um, be nurturing, basically. And basically, your plant is wanting to just slow its growth and put efforts into that water conservation. Um, you can notice that some plants might stop flowering in this time. Our plants still flowered, but some plants might stop flowering in this time. And again, they're just kind of going into that, that sleepy mode to preserve themselves. And as a side note, go ahead and harvest anything that is ready to be picked. So this allows the plant to not have to put effort and water into keeping and maintaining its fruit. So for example, if you have that tomato, our tomatoes definitely aren't uh, ready to be harvested here, but if you had, for example, tomatoes or cucumbers that are just hanging there on the plant, the plant wants to keep that fruit alive, right? It's going to still put effort into maintaining that fruit. And you don't, you know, in this heat wave, it's directing water and resources to that fruit. And so if it's ready to be harvested, pick it. And then that way it doesn't have to, the plant doesn't have to worry about putting extra, extra resources towards that fruit. Okay, so you're just giving more to the plant itself, essentially. And lastly, just a shout out to please conserve water as well. Be mindful about your water use. Of course, we've had no bane for days on end. Our plants still need watering. But, and we are lucky actually we aren't in a drought area, but many areas are. And we decided we're not watering our, our lawn. So lawns are the typical kind of green grass lawn that we might get here in North America. It uses so much water and they aren't very the grass is not very drought tolerant. Um, so honestly, we just have abstained. We don't water up. We haven't been watering our lawn. Um, clover, native grasses going forward. If you were to think of something that you could plant that might be a bit more uh, just adaptable to those weather changes, clover, native grasses would be better suited. And really, we prioritized water, right? So we're prioritizing water onto areas of the garden that are giving you food to eat or providing for pollinators because in turn, they also vital for our garden. We also reuse water. So the paddling pool, we have a little kitty paddling pool. It is filled up in the mornings for a child and pets to cool off throughout the day. 
and then we do reuse this water for watering our plants with. So we just drain, we drain the pool to rewater our plants with rather than using new water. Um, it's definitely been a little intense. We have rain barrels, we do collect rainwater and usually we can water our whole garden just from the rainwater we collect. This year our rain barrels are dry so um, there's no rain in the forecast you know for I think at least a week or so. Hopefully today we get those little light thunder showers but I don't know if they will occur so it's the first time in a while our rain barrels have been empty so we are having to use our our own water right basically for our plants so that's why we've been really trying to conserve and redirect you know that that wastewater water from like the kiddie pool anything like that onto our plants and lastly remember to always take care of yourself too your pets and livestock and wildlife during this historic heat wave event uh, leave water outside in shady spots for critters and you can also leave for pollinators um, for example you can leave a shallow dish with water put some rocks in there and bees can land on those rocks and drink water as well so take care of them too and please you know provide shade for yourself garden in the cooler hours of the early morning or the evening wear a sunscreen and a wide-brimmed hat and always stay hydrated as I'm sure you have heard everywhere it's kind of been everywhere and in the media all those tips on getting through heat wave events so thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it i hope your garden is doing well wherever you are or you are faring quite well um if you'd like to reach out you can email at the northern grower podcast at gmail.com you can follow me on Instagram for just gardening, home, my garden updates, home study updates at the underscore northern underscore grower. And lastly, you can also check out our little retail store at greenwichseed.ca. Thank you again and I wish you a wonderful summer.